Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello, and welcome to an affirmative murder minisode. Um, I'm we are coming to you from the past. Ooh, Fran, spooky sound. Ooh, we're coming from the past. Ooh, spooky sounds. Um, I'm currently, hopefully, in Paris or somewhere overseas and alive and doing well, hopefully. It's kinda, it's oh, kinda, I'll be alive. Yeah, it's actually kind of weird to do this. I don't know. Who knows what the future holds? Uh, hopefully, I'm fine and everything. And, you know, there's no weird news articles yeah. about me that have happened. I didn't pass Plain away. Pyramid yeah, I'm, I didn't end up in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> um, and we we decided to, uh, we wanted to have something while I was gone. So we decided yeah. to put together a mini-sode. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested and you want to send emails in, please feel free to jump on the train. And we'll be doing more of these mini-sodes on Patreon. And then eventually, I'm sure we'll leak out some of those out into the world, like this one. So this is almost like a little little taste test, little taste test, little sampler of a mini-sode. And uh, so we're very excited. Uh, Fran, without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into one of these uh, emails, huh? Yeah. This is a tale from the hood. You know, um, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for people. Affirmativemurder at gmail.com. We want to hear any kind of crazy stories, you know, brushes with weird characters from your neighborhood, from your part of town, from your country, uh, personal experiences, secondhand experiences, whatever. Affirmativemurder at gmail.com. First one we have is from Yammy. Okay. Um, the email starts off with, hello, Alvin and Fran. Hello, Jamie. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? Um, I hope you guys and your families are all doing well. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. We're doing good. Uh, we love you all. And you're speaking for a lot of people there. We love you all. And we are glad that you have an opportunity to listen. And we're glad we have an opportunity to listen to you all every week. My favorite part about Mondays with the heart emojis. Mm. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, down to business. I have, I have very small snips of hood stories. Okay. For the first half of my life, I lived in South Central L.A., but then my parents moved me to lame Indiana, side eye, mm. the Hoosier town. And a Hoosier is a what, Fran? Uh, I don't remember. Just a person. It's just a human being. Oh, yeah. Very disappointing when, I found, when we found that out on the yeah. show. That's why I just forgot. Stick. It's yeah. so forgettable. I thought it was <laughs> a dog or something, at least. It's just a person. <laughs> you're you're yeah. the Indiana people? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Not you, Yammy. I'm sure and you love. I'm sure you love. Well, she said side eye, so I don't think she loved Indiana that much. Anyway, she said, "Look, it's not awful. I met my husband and his wonderful family there. Okay, or here. So she's still there. She said he's white, and as an adult, 
I see why my parents moved. Like I can like I can afford housing and enjoy some quote luxuries, but I get a side of racism with my green beans at, at the local eatery. Mm. Rolls eyes. But now I just take it as a challenge and say, watch this brown girl rise while your racist ass stays down. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so back to South Central L.A. The block I lived in had a small sector of a much larger gang. My parents did an amazing job at always keeping us sheltered and away from most of it. Mm-hmm. So I only have tall tales on the gang activities. Okay. So not personal experiences, I'm assuming she means. Back in 1992, when we first moved into the neighborhood, the gang was involved in many altercations, and we consistently experienced drive-bys. I recall many occasions of having to duck down on the floor as a 7- or 8-year-old. Anywho, around 2000, Y2K, LOL, the city placed a giant chain-link fence on one end of our street to create a dead end. Mm. Then the stories began. I do have a question, though. Did they, like, drive? Did they do drive-bys and, like, convertibles? Didn't they do, like, in the 90s? Was it, like, a 90s thing? I'm sure they did drive bys in all kinds of cars. This is a very West Coast California. That's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm yeah, like, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Was very, whatever you're picturing in your head, boys in the hood and all that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah, this is all. This is that time. Yeah, convertible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everybody's wearing flannels and like, yeah. khaki pants. Yeah, and, like bandanas and sunglasses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was very much all that stuff was going on. They were in the uh, tank top underneath with the one button at the top. Right. So fool. Uh, <laughs> there was one story about a local gang grabbed a hold of one of the leaders of a rival gang tied him to the back of a truck and dragged him back and forth from one end of the block to the next. Damn. Stating that all that was left of him was some muscle and bones. What? Who? Yeah. Jeez. Um, that reminds me of an episode of the boys. Actually. Uh, I have never been able to corroborate this story, but let's just say that all the drive-bys ended after that day. So they took the leader out, did some fucking foul shit to him. And then they were like, peace. Peace and love. Let's just dead this. Yeah. The second hood story I have is about Grandma Betty. My neighborhood was mostly brown, Spanish-speaking folk, but had a few black people that lived in the neighborhood, mostly older folks. Most of the drive-bys were over black versus brown issues. Hmm. I can't speak on now, but the tensions were always high between our races. And really, she said, I hope I use the correct terms here. I, I don't know, but I understand what she's saying, so that's fine. But Grandma Betty was the exception. She didn't have any family in L.A. Her children and grandchildren all lived in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. South. Okay. Yeah, the South. So I have no idea what made her stick around. But she was such a beautiful soul. She would always sit out on her porch and indulge us children in, neighborhood, in the neighborhood with candy and stories about back in the day. Hmm. I can, this lady, I can picture this lady. I really wish I can remember one of those stories. But my young mind did not retain any of the wonderful stories. What I did retain was the respect the gang members had for her. Again, she was black and all the gang members were brown, teens, and feuds with black gangs. But I remember this one occasion, two of the gang members were out fighting in the middle of the street. They kept going back and forth for a minute. It was getting very close to midnight. And when things turned very serious, they ended up pulling guns on each other mm. when everyone around them started hollering and crying, asking them to stop. But they wouldn't listen. Until someone went to Grandma Betty's house and got her to come out. That woman stood in between both of the barrels of those guns and looked both those two boys in in their eyes. Then yelled at both of them, go to fucking bed. I'm an old lady that needs her sleep and does not want to deal with your shit. 
The boys put their guns away and their heads down and tails tucked between their legs. They just simply walked away. Mm. The whole crowd dispersed. And just like that, she made these tough men, these tough men feel like the boys that they were and sent home to bed. The power this woman had incredible. We moved away in 2002 and unfortunately never got to see her again. She passed away in 2008. Mm. Rest in power to such a, a wonderful soul. Such a long-winded short, but I hope this helps you guys. I am excited to hear stories from all over America, LOL, and all over the world. Thank you guys for continuing to provide us with such, diver- such a diverse platform. Oh, we're getting a little big ups, friend. Such a diverse <laughs> platform. Never give up because you guys are stars. Thank you. Hey, she's, uh, hey, my kids, my parents, my husband, and everyone I can talk to about y'all knows you are. Take care. Deuces. Yammy. Um, yeah, so shout out to Yami, man. Much appreciated. Thank you for yeah. uh, you know sending an email. We we much love and appreciation to you. We appreciate all those kind words. Um, got another email, Fran. Okay, this one. I wanted oh. to speak on. Uh, oh, please go. You for brought it. up. You keep you. You brought up that show, The Boys, right? The Boys, yes, love The Boys. I know it's a great show. Mm-hmm. And I want to break this up because I watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. Right of the first season of of the first the first episode ever first ever episode. First episode. Mm-hmm. Somebody was obliterated by a bus. And I haven't seen no, it. No, you're wrong. That's not what happened? They were obliterated by a person. Oh, it was something he like that. He ran so fast that he blew the through their body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't watch this right now. Oh, it's got- I gotta be- bro, I, I wasn't in the mind frame. To, no, I was, I and he got the blood, off. got all yeah. on the guy. I gotta add- That was his girlfriend. Had to cut it off. Yeah. Like, I gotta- I'll come back to this, because it was, no, it was I, too much, too fast. I was in. That was that was all I needed to see. I was, but I was like, I'm not- yeah. I'm not in the mic. You should go back. It's got- That's nothing. I want to watch it. I'm just like, I'm saying Yeah. I was like, you were like, this, was you were like I wasn't expecting was, this. I just was trying to eat my cereal really quick. I just like, to, to yeah. beasts. Yeah. Blood and guts and shit. And then he just ran away. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the first episode. Yeah, you should go back, watch that because you thought it was a bus. Oh, so shit. you should go back yeah, and yeah. start from episode one. Whatever it was. See that again. His name is A Train. He's annihilated. He's, 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 that might be why you mix it up. He's A Train. So he's not a bus, he's a train. He's oh. a person. Whatever it was. He's so fast, he blew through their body and that's exploded them. I was like, yeah, I got to come back to this. Yeah, you should. It's too much, you too def- fast. Definitely should. He he was too fast. He was so fast that he obliterated a yeah. human being. Yeah, he was very fast. Uh, so <laughs> another email. Cool. This one is from Courtney Z. All right. The title is, I'm convinced mm. I met the Gilgo Beach killer. <gasps> yeah, I don't know who that is. Me either, but we're going to find out. Yeah. Hi, Alvin and Fran. First of all, love you guys. Love you too, babes. Yeah. My mouth's dry. I couldn't do a... a a gunshot with yeah. a finger point. I'm just what I'm doing. Shout out to you, Courtney. Sorry, that was it's gross. Sounded gross, I'm sure. I've gone through some shit in my in the last year, and although I know it sounds cliche, <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What did I do? You, when people read stuff, you think it's going to say this, but it's like you. The beginning was like, yeah. I go, I think I know what I know. Yeah, I know how. I'm getting ahead. I'm trying to get ahead of them. I was like, it's just a year. I was like, your whole life. No, just this past year. (laughs) I'm sure she's gone through some shit in her life too. But she's gone through some shit in the past year. And I was like, yeah, life. And that's how I finished that sentence. We are not on the same uh, wavelength, me and Courtney. I'm like, there's no uh, jinx. Well, no, we're not getting jinx. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck she's saying. I thought I did. So the past year, and although it may sound cliche, listening to the two of you talk has been great. I feel like I'm sitting with two friends having a conversation. Anyways, let me get to the good part. Like the email subject says, 
two of my coworkers and I are convinced we met the Gilgo Beach killer. Mm. Again, I don't know who that is. And we might not know by the end of this email. We might have to do some research. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm 31 years old and have lived on Long Island my entire life. I grew up about 10 to 15 minutes away from Gilgo Beach, going there every summer with my family growing up. Sorry, let me get to the point of the story. It's okay, Courtney. We're all good. I work, I work a summer job a few beaches over from Gilgo. I'm a bartender outside and inside. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm a bartender outside and inside there. There should be a comment there, Courtney. <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean to be a, a, a nitpicker, but I'm a bartender outside, comma. And inside there's a concession stand type of area to order good to order to go food. Okay. I came into work one morning around 10 and the younger kids who work inside were a little freaked out about something that happened earlier that morning. Mm. This font is so small. I'm trying. They told me this older man came into the to get food and while he was waiting, he randomly asked the girls if they he- had heard about the Gilgo Beach killer. It's a weird conversation starter, yeah. but you know, I don't know if it's if they're near Gilgo Beach, maybe I don't know. Might be conversation. I don't know. It's weird conversation. It's weird to talk about killers at ten o'clock in the morning. They're younger and were in middle school when the bodies were found, so they both replied, No, not really. He then proceeded to tell them all about it. Like exactly where the bodies were found and about and all and a lot about the girls who were killed. He's giving all the deets. He's just going all in. And I'm trying to uh, I'm zoom in. Okay, like uh, if I put it in a separate file, I could probably, I, I, I can, I can make oh, it through okay. it. I can make it through it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So he won't was. Let t- you pinch, zoom? He won't let me pinch and zoom. No. Um. So yeah. So he's telling them all the details and everything about how the people were killed. I know these are all things that can easily be Googled. But it was that morning, though, right? Yeah. It it, it just was in the moment. She's she, what she's saying is, I don't like that he's telling these kids all this information, and she's like. I know that they could find the information on their own, but he doesn't need to be telling them the stuff about the murders and where the girls were found and all that stuff. That's what she's saying. Oh, so the shit happened. I know, I know, I know it's a public information, oh, but like okay. he doesn't need to be telling these kids this information. Oh, so the, the shit happened a while ago. Yeah, I guess so. Again, I thought it I was like happened like the day before. He was I don't know anything about the Gilgo Beach. Can they yeah, Google if, it, if he's the only one that knows what the fuck is going on? No, I guess it's, come like, out yet, yeah, I guess it's public knowledge, but he, she doesn't think he should be telling. Mm-hmm. This would, this, this would work right. a lot better if we knew what the Gilgo Beach killers were. Yeah. So we'll, 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 do, we'll do better, Courtney. Sorry. We're not the, the um, true crime encyclopedia that everybody else in this genre might be. We don't know all of the stuff. Sorry. We don't Gilgo Beach. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Courtney, I love you to death. Don't know you. I love you to death, but man, you gotta you gotta use twelve font or something. Something's different's got to be done different the next time. Next time you send in an email, please use bigger font. This is I'm my eyes hurt. So she goes on to say about you know why would you do this? These and these kids are younger. Why bother with the weird shit like that with these details? They were a little weirded out, so they gave him his food like bye bye. Have a good day. He then said to the he then said to one of them. You know what I noticed the most? All of the girls had a beautiful smile. Just like yours. Terrifying. That's terrifying. These poor girls were 16 years old and and freaked the fuck out. I told them it was just some moron and that if he comes back while I'm here, come get me and I'll ask him to leave. Later in the day, while I'm outside, one of the girls comes out and tells me that the guy from this morning is back. He wasn't inside, though. He was making his way to the outside bar. He comes up to me, orders a drink, 
and goes to sit down at one of the tables. He leaves. That night, he comes back. Oh, this is, this is, I would think he's guys here to murder somebody. He comes back, tells me he lost his phone that he thinks is here. I told him I didn't find one. Sorry. At this point, I wasn't sure if he was drunk or a mess or whatever, but something was up. He asked me to call it his phone. I didn't want to creep. I didn't want this creep having my number. So I used the store phone. Good call. Someone answers. I explain where I'm located and that this is the that, and that this customer lost the phone. The man on the other end seems confused and tells me he lives in Gilgo Island. Gilgo Island is a private island that you need residents to get onto. Now I'm confused and a little we- and a little weirded out. The man on the line gives me his address and tells me the man can come get the phone. I asked the presumed killer if he was on Gilgo Island as there as that's where his phone is. He seems hella confused and is sort of rude about it. Like what? No, I didn't go there. So like. This is where the murders happen. You're asking him if he's been there. He starts freaking out. So this guy's this guy's an absolute weirdo. Yeah, and my eyes hurt. I'm guessing this. I'm guessing his name is John. I don't know what his name is. That's a good question. John. I'm guessing the guy's name is John. Oh, did you look up some? I looked it up. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess we'll find out. Um. So I tell him he better get going to get his phone. He tells me he needs to write the address down. And can I walk to his car with him so he can write it down? What? I'm like, oh my fucking god! Whatever to get this idiot to leave. So I, so I go to the car. What? What are you doing, Courtney? What if? It's a close call. Yes. She wrote the email, so clearly she made it out of the situation. So I go to the car. At this point, <laughs> at this point, an older coworker duh. of mine is. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was like. I thought that was clever, more clever before I said it. Yes, yeah, she wrote the email, so she's alive. Clearly. Uh, so she walks out to the car with this person. At this point, an older coworker of mine is hearing this and is like, "Oh, I'll come too." Mm, so we're good. by, yeah, good, very good. So we're by his car. He's rummaging in the front for paper, um, and she said, "I'm nosy, people. Okay." The album. I'm I'm looking in the back seat. I see rope, <gasps> like painters tape, and like garbage bags, but not black garbage bags. Almost like potato bags, like the ones with like the net, like the net, the, the, the netted ones. The one you played a little jumping game in. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. A burlap sack. So, yeah, like the one you played. Yeah. Burlap sack. You do a potato races. Why do you why do you like why do you have these? Yeah. Why do you have the? I'm not asking him. Right. Now. I'm not going to ask that question. These are my tools. It's my tools. <laughs> Starts freaking out. Yeah. These are my tools. Uh, oh, she said, like the girls were buried in. So, oh, well, so I guess the, oh, the victims of, of the Gilgo um, serial killer were buried in burlap sacks, maybe, is what she's saying. Mm. She, she, she goes, so I'm like, fuck this. My coworker writes down the address and get the fuck back inside. To this day, we always tell people we should have gone to the cops because we are assured that was him. Courtney. She don't remember what he looked. You don't remember what he looked like? I'm sure she blocked that out of her mind. Now, again, Courtney, I just need to reiterate that hurt that this might be some of the small. Can, can you please back me up, friend? I didn't. I didn't. You I didn't, didn't see how small the phone is. It's so small, man. Turn around. Let me see. Uh, I, I, I mean, you get lost in that. Easy. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, you look at it the wrong way. It just looks like a bunch of like a bunch of white blocks. Yeah. Like it almost doesn't look like English, man. So thank you for um, submitting. But man, that tale 
was one of the harder ones to get through and not because of the content because it just was hard to see i was wondering i'm just asking because like i think that was somebody charged for it right uh-huh so i want to know if i guess she i guess she doesn't remember what he looked like yeah, you can I look it up not, and see like, like oh yeah that, that was, that was him the guy that came in yeah oh. hmm. maybe the guy that was charged for it wasn't the him. guy We'll never, know. or maybe that guy that came in, just another weird serial killer another, that lived in the area. Yeah. Some other kill, some other guy that did like other some crimes. Other beach. Yeah, some other guys. Some other, other beaches is in New York, right? Giuseppe Beach, Long Island. Yeah, you know the you know uh, Pasta Fajul Beach. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Uh, so this last email is from Lori W. Shout out to Lori W. Okay. Long time listener. Super um, dope person. Thank you cool for the, the other story, though. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to Courtney. Courtney. The, the, Courtney. the story was awesome. Yeah, yeah. The font is just bananas. Yeah. Sorry, it's crazy. It's so small. <laughs> and maybe that's my laptop. Maybe all the email. But I don't remember Yammy's being that small. You know what? Yammy's, it's not that it's bigger. It's white. The background's white That's with black why. lettering. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I have some kind of color thing. The black background with white letters is fucking me up. Anyway, this email is from Lori. Lori, the title is Tales from the Hood. Okay. It says, hey, Alvin and Fran. I hope you're what doing up? well. I love your podcast, and you two give me hope for the younger generation. With That's in quotes. So thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, we are still y- just young babes <laughs> trying to learn every day. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing other people's stories. Here are a few of mine. Use whichever ones you feel appropriate and edit however you see fit. I am. Lori, I'm going to let you know now. I'm going to pick one of these stories. There are several of them, and I'm sure they're all great. I'm just going to pick one. And the one I choose to pick is My Brush with Greatness. Hmm. Oh, it's very well written. It's titles to each story, and they're broken up. Yeah. She put a lot of work and effort into this email. Maybe we'll come back on another day and we'll pick another Lori story the next. Another Lori story. Yeah. It might be a second. You didn't catch what I said, though, but go ahead. What'd you say? Nothing. Okay. I said she's she had a brush with greatness. I said was she ran into me. Did you meet her? No. Oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't know about this. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So uh, the story goes as such. Back in 1994, I was working in Los Angeles County. Okay. It was my first professional job as an audiologist. Audiologist. What is that? I test hearing. Oh, I, okay. That makes. Sense. I test hearing and work with people with hearing loss. Gotcha. Never knew if that was a thing. I never knew that was a thing. I just is uh, that an the ear doctor? I just thought that. Uh, was I do have a question. I can't answer um, it, but I'm sure put it out there and somebody will give you the answer. She works with people that have hearing loss. Yes. Oh, then I never mind. That doesn't never mind. Uh, here's a question I have: What is the doctor looking for when they put the little magnifying glass in your ear and it goes all deep in your ear and then they can look in it? Are they looking to see if you're like your eardrum is intact? Do you know that Robert's, thing? No, I don't. 
You know the thing was like it like goes in your ear and then they can look in in like when oh. they're doing a checkup. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what are they looking for? Wax? Wax? Make sure it's clean. I don't know. Oh, there I do have a question. There is a test that they do on babies, newborn babies. Mm-hmm. As soon as they're born, it's a hearing test. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to know how do they know if the baby has great hearing. Babies, oh, newborn oh. babies can't raise their hand. But I was like, how do they? How do they know what? What is it? I'm. I'm I, will, I would love to know if she knows the test I'm talking about. But they do a hearing test on newborn babies. Oh, they do a hearing test. They do a hearing test oh, okay. to make sure you know the babies can hear. Like, what are you like, look? What are you what, looking for? Yeah, but I don't know if it's eye movement. Probably mm, reaction, reaction. I think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I have a question. Where do babies come from? <laughs> um, get back to us on that and uh, let us know. Where does baby's uh, ears come? How does that? How does that work? Baby yeah, like what, what, what's in a baby's ear? Yeah. If you're an audiologist, like what is is a baby's ear the same? Is it all the same stuff always, or do ears the stuff in the ear get bigger? They got baby drums. Baby drums. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back to the story. So, uh, so uh, Lori is an audiologist, and um, she says I've been I had been working at this place in 1994. She had been working there for a few for about a few months. Okay, I was three in 1994. Yeah, yes, I was two. Um, so yeah, we were we are the younger generation clearly because she was working at a fucking medical yeah. facility. Grown, I was a baby. I was a baby. <laughs> I was literally a baby. Uh, my supervisor was mostly an ass, but I didn't make okay. I didn't think much of it when he told me that told me the name of my next patient it was a fairly common name he also told me he would be accompanied by two heavily armed officers Hmm. we had a contract with some of the jails and prisons in the area so this wasn't terribly unusual okay the three of them were already in the soundproof booth when i walked into the office the inmate slash patient seated in in a chair and the two officers on either side of him with rifles out what I don't know anything at all about guns, but I assume they were rifles. They had long barrels. As soon as I saw the seated patient, I just went numb. Richard Ramirez. No. The Night Stalker. Oh, my God. And that guy's fucking scary looking. His teeth are all filed down and gone and fucking Got curly hair. hair and shit. Yeah. He's, and his acne and his sharp face. He looks like a vampire. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I was terror. I was terrorized by the idea of this guy when I was a teenager living in Southern California, and he was torturing and killing people. And now here he was, two feet away from me. Why does he need a hearing test? Well, I got to give you a checkup before they process you. I don't know. He gives a shit. Yeah, I, that's what I would think. Too, but, you know, it's, it's like <laughs> they're sitting in the death row. He's gonna <laughs> see if he has a fucking uh, at least hearing anyway. Chicken pox. <laughs> gives a shit. Uh, Although he was in prison in San Quentin and San Quentin in the Bay Area, Bay area. Um, he would occasionally have to come to L.A. for legal stuff. He claimed that while he was in prison down south, he was attacked by another inmate. And since then, he couldn't hear well. That's what brought him to see us. I took a quick history, then made a move toward him to look in his ears. You touched them? Touched his ears, bro. You got to. You got to get up in there. Got to get up in them ears. The deputy stepped between us and said, don't approach the prisoner. Mm. I explained that I would need to look in his ears and then I would need to put earphones on him yeah. to, to, to test his hearing. The officer said to Ramirez, to Ramirez, make one move and gestured slightly with his rifle. He did not make one move. I can't imagine how I saw anything in his ears since my hands were shaking so badly. Imagine how... 
being that close to a guy being that, that cl- fucking terrifying. Imagine how, how much of a threat that he is where it's like, you better not yeah. move a nerve. Well, this guy's, yeah. I'll I mean, blow your fucking Yes. <laughs> I will, your- and they treat him like fucking Michael Myers. I'll fucking kill your evil ass right here. You move, Man. You move wrong the wrong way. I will end you. That's a fucking threat and a half right there. Shit. She's terrified. Lori's terrified. Shout out to Lori also just fucking being a trooper, doing your job. Because I probably would have been like, man, you know something? I am sick. I think yeah. some tuna I had did not agree with me. I don't think I'm going to be able to perform this procedure. Just shit on myself. Just like. I don't know if I do all that. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just fucking really commit to it, huh? Terrified. Just fucking man. let it go you in like the budge. Yeah, you just like. Rip, rip one. <laughs> I got to go. I sharded. <laughs> But Lori did not shart. She she fucking held her. She fucking she fucking she fucking held her stuff intact and she got through it. Wow. Somehow she's she's even said somehow I got through the hearing test without shit in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been Uncle Mustard. His hearing was normal, by the way. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) I made it through the hearing test. I can't say the same about my pants. Thankfully, I made it through the hearing test with my throat intact. My pants are another story. So, so, so his hearing his hearing was normal. By the way, I guess he just wanted a break from the facility. No, he yeah, was, that was that yeah, was, he was a, trying to make a move. He was, yeah, he was about to fucking. <laughs> No, nah, you fucking yeah. you, you he was gonna fucking he, that was an escape. He probably had a piece of glass like under his skin or something like that. And oh, that guy, when he shit. saw how serious that guy yeah. was, he was like, "I'm not gonna yeah, this, find a this window. Is, this is not the I'm not gonna find a window for this to make this move." No, he, no, he didn't just want to break. He wanted to break free. He wanted to break loose. Yeah, no, you you had a close oh, call, man. Or you had a that's what you had as a close call. But she said, I guess he just wanted to break from the facility. After they left, I walked into my supervisor's office. With a what the hell look on my face. He thought the whole thing was hilarious and laughed at me. I mentioned he was a dick, right? Yeah, it's so uh, funny. You were like face to face with a guy who kills women. Like, it was fucking, man, look, you should have seen the look on your face. You looked so silly when I did that to you with that prank. Yeah, great prank, man. Wow. I've met no other serial killer since then. Thank God. As I said, there's a few more uh, stories on here, Lori. That was fantastic. Yeah. So I'm going to read. The last one, actually, as well, because that was a great story. Yeah, but I mean, like, she says she hasn't met any serial killers since then, but I mean, like, he's like, he's like top of, 10. Yeah, I mean, you met the one. <laughs> you know, it's like. My goodness. Yeah, you don't need to meet any other other ones. That you met the you met Fuck. you met the guy you met one of the guys. He probably looked his soul just dead inside and just. Man, terrifying. He is one of the scariest mm. people I think I've ever seen. He's so scary, wow. though. He really looks like he's not a human being. So this this story is titled "Last One." I promise. Keep in mind, there's like four on in this email. So okay, but this is this, the second one. <laughs> All right, uh, last one. I promise. In 1995, I moved from Southern California up to the Bay Area, yeah, area, uh, up to the Bay Area, and got involved with a literacy program. We were trained to teach adults to read. Upon completing the training, there were four programs we could go into. One being the jail system. They really needed tutors in, in the jails. And to me, it made sense. This was a jail, not a prison. Most people there were nonviolent offenders and were serving time for drugs, DUI offense, drugs slash DUI offenses and burglaries. It also made sense to me that if a person could read, they would have 
infinitely more more job opportunities available to them upon their release so then they would maybe wouldn't return to a life of crime so i signed up for this prison program i did not have any negative experiences there and i would volunteer twice a week for five years until i moved out of the area i was a little intimidated by the situation with the first guy i worked with as it was just the two of us in a room with a large glass window the deputy showed me where the panic button was and said if you hit that We'll try to get there as soon as possible. Yeah, but she said not very reassuring. I was about to say, yeah, that's, you know, hey, man, you hit that and we'll, you know, we'll get in there. We'll <laughs> get in there as soon as we'll get in there. That's, we'll get in there the best we can. Like, uh, thank you. Uh, but the guy I was tutoring was soon moved to an area with a lower level of security and all the tutors and the inmates met in a, lo- in a large library. It was, a, it was much more comfortable and I spent the rest of the time tutoring there. I really enjoyed working with those men. They were not required to participate in the program, so those who were there wanted to be there. After I moved to New Mexico, where I live now, I inquired if they had any such programs, but unfortunately they did not. Hmm. There's my PSA. See if your community has a literacy program, and maybe you'll enjoy working in the jail system too. Thanks, guys. You're awesome. Lori. Thanks. Thanks, Lori. And that was a nice little... Almost like a good vibes type of thing. Yeah. So that was a really cool little thing, especially coming off the Richard Ramirez thing. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. I want to know how is life in New Mexico? How that? I would assume it's very like deserty and a lot of a lot of like breakfast burritos. I bet it's the kind of the same as Austin, like a big Austin is what I mm. picture of New Mexico, and a lot of stores that sell like handmade art. That's what I picture of New Mexico. Okay. Lori, reach out to us. Let us know what New Mexico is like. Anyway, yeah, no, this was a mini-sode, man. Yeah. Uh, this was a nice little quick little brief little thing, and this is something to give you guys while I'm in Pelly. Yeah. Um, People, just, send them in. Yeah, send them in. Affirmative murder at gmail.com. Um, whatever stories you have, the tales from your hood, please um, let us know. Hit us up. And, um, you know, we're, we're glad to, to, to do more of these. We're yeah. going to be doing more of these. Like I said, they're, they're a Patreon type of thing, but we'll, you know, We'll be releasing some of them from time to time. So the more we get, the more you guys get to get yep. sampled out and put out there for you guys who aren't on the Patreon. Uh, before we get out of here, I just want to say, uh, Bonjour, je m'appelle Alvin, enchanté. It's one of the things I learned. So hopefully I'm out there, you know, right. using that to meet people yeah. and have a good time and have a Parisian really? experience. Hello, what? It's a, hello, my name is Alvin. Why are you saying it like that? That's how I'm going to be speaking when I'm there. Yeah, but you're not going to say it in English. But I'm gonna say it in French and English. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak when I speak English. I'm gonna say it in French the two. I know. So I'm gonna go. Hello, my name is Alvin. Yeah, but you don't have to. Nice say to it meet to me you. English with the accent. You asked me what it meant. That's what I'm telling you. That's yeah, but you don't have to do it in accent. I do because it's French. <laughs> it's a French. You asked me to translate right, it, so I'm gonna it? translate it? it. Hello, hello, my name is Alvin. Nice to meet you. That's what Enchanté means. Nice to meet you. All right. So yeah, you know, I just got a couple. No big deal. Got a couple plays. Got a couple pray, couple phrases yeah. like that. You know, just a couple get me by. And uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is another. This is a mini show for you guys, just to give you guys something while we're uh, on a little bit of a break. And uh, we'll catch you guys with a full episode next week. Deuces. Mm-hmm. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 